Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready. For you don't know the hour of the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for His people any moment. So thankful and blessed to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. We're continuing on in our Covenant and Bible Prophecy teaching series. And this teaching that I'm bringing to you today is so relevant, not only for everyone watching, but for everyone on planet Earth in this hour. So let's start off, as is our custom, with a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in our great Savior, Messiah Jesus' name. Thank you for this time we have together. Oh, that it would be fruitful in helping us to be ready for your coming forth in the clouds, Lord Jesus. Please bless every viewer today. Amen. So we are looking at the days of Noah. And this is another one of the primary signs that we find in Matthew 24, Mark 13, also in the Gospel of Luke. And, and there's this convergence uh, in this generation like none other of these end time signs that point to the rapture when Jew and Gentile and Messiah Jesus, the church, are caught up in the clouds and taken back to that place our Savior has been preparing for us, and then the tribulation, and then us returning with the Lord as He sets up the kingdom of Messiah Jesus on the earth, sitting on the throne of David. Our Savior Jesus will sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem. And we've talked about the four birth pangs. We've talked about the fig tree generation that will not pass away till all these things come to pass. And now we're looking at the days of Noah. And uh, last program, I talked about this. I discussed uh, two of the primary characteristics of Noah's day, which was a population explosion, which we're experiencing now like no other generation. And also uh, that wickedness and the evil intentions of man's heart had, had plagued the earth, which really takes us to this next one that you find in Genesis chapter 6. In 6.11 it says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. So as we go back to Matthew chapter 24, we can look uh, beginning at verse 36, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah 
entered the ark and did not know until a flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And so what we just saw in Genesis chapter 6 is that third primary characteristic of Noah's day, which was corruption. Corruption that was sweeping through society. And the reason corruption does that is because corruption uh, is like rotting from the inside, decay that is spreading or that has spread. And so what I'm going to do to start off talking about corruption is I'm going to share with you uh, a little story by a, a pastor. He was um, a pastor from Louisiana in the southern part of America. And he talked about a hurricane that had swept through the area he lived in the late summer, early fall. And it had taken a meat locker or meat uh, freezer and had swept it out into an open field. And so by the time they were cleaning up and it was probably 100 degrees, hot and sunny and sweltering, by the time they found that meat locker a few days later, he described what happened to the senses when they opened that meat locker and that meat had been sitting out in the sun in that locker for a few days. And as you can imagine, the sense of smell and, and to look at that would have been gagging. It would have been disgusting. Yeah? He said, that's corruption. That's corruption. There was nothing you could do with that meat but destroy it as soon as possible. And see, that's what had happened in Noah's day. The, the society the, on the whole earth had, be, had become so disgustingly evil that it was beyond redemption, and the Lord wiped it out. And so when you think of corruption today, when you think of the decay, the rotting within societies that's spreading, there are, are things you can look at that are signs of this. There, there are, are snapshots. There are examples of corruption. And, and if you look at, really, every segment of society, what you'll find is they're beginning to break down. Why? Because that's what happens with corruption, with decay, with rotting on the inside. Finally, things begin to break down and chaos becomes the order of the hour. And people have to just learn to manage chaos. That's kind of the way they think of it. They don't think, oh, we need to repent and get right with the Lord. The societies don't. Now, individuals can do that, and I encourage everyone who's watching to do that and to go to your friends and neighbors and warn them as well in love, right? Uh, but if you look at today, if you look at, at, at governments, whether they be federal, state, local governments, if you look at, at courts, at the judges, if you, uh, if you look at the, uh, the schools, the education, whether it be from little children all the way up to graduate school. I, one of the things I say about school today is that, that um, schools in America, sadly, for example, begin to teach little children the craziest things, and I'll get to some, some of that in a moment, but right now I wanna talk about that they teach them that the children come from animals, and the children are just animals. Of course, then they wonder why the children, as, as they get older, begin to act like animals. But anyhow, then as, as the children go through school, they learn some of the most evil and godly things. And, and even in college, 
then after being raised up in this kind of very unhealthy and ungodly environment, then they're, they're taught not only to disbelieve in God, but to hate him and to become God haters through the professors in college and graduate schools today. That's just a snapshot. That's just an example of the corruption. And then, see, those children that have gone through this wicked system, then they come out and they go into positions of leadership in business, in government, in the courts, and, and, and so on. And so it spreads across society. And, and, and with regard to corruption, uh, I want to I talk to you about children for a second. Think of this. Now children are being taught at the youngest ages, five, six, seven, eight years old. They're taught, little boys are taught that they're girls, and little girls are taught that they're boys. And they're being literally groomed, is the term, for sex change operations when they get older. They're being prepared in their minds by their parents oftentimes and by schools and by other organizations. They're being, they're being groomed to have a sex change operation. But the, the worst expression, the, the most deadly expression of, of the decay, of the corruption, uh, reminds me of, of when a pastor many years ago said, when that which is holy is mocked, judgment is here. And when something as holy as marriage is mocked to a place where a man will stand in a church with a man. You see, the church is the Lord's you know, Jew and Gentile, the ecclesia, in Messiah Jesus. And, and to real find authentic church these days is becoming more difficult too. But I'm talking about the biblical church. There's a pastor who once said, uh, not long ago, he said, the church in America doesn't resemble an 11th cousin of the church in the book of Acts. Uh, but... The, the, the authentic Jew and Gentile Messiah Jesus, the real church, is God's representative of who he is, of who Jesus the risen Savior is on the earth. Okay, so when that is mocked, judgment is here. And it's mocked when two men stand in front of the church and a man calling himself a pastor or a woman calling herself whatever holds the Holy Bible and then pretends to marry these two together. I, I say pretend because there's no such thing as two men married together, two women married together in God's eyes. It's ridiculous. Not only is it ridiculous, it's dangerous, and it's, it's a shaking of fist in God's face. It's mocking him because the marriage covenant is a picture between the church and our Savior Jesus, it says in Ephesians chapter 5. It's a mocking. It's a God mocking. So as God mocking, you've got these, these so-called churches, these religions that say Jesus is the half-brother of Satan. That's the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses that says Jesus isn't God, the Son, he's just the Son of God. That, that's, uh, that's mocking God. It's God mocking. And now, of course, there's the church of Satan that's spreading in America. It's just God mocking. What does it mean? It means judgment is here, folks. And uh, until it comes in the final judgments that you see in the tribulation, which we are very close to, by the way, the chaos is going to get much more serious and the danger is going to get because people are going to go crazy. Yeah? Well, what's the good news? And thankfully, there is really good news that even outweighs the bad. It's that down through the ages, we knew that the rapture could take place any moment. Right? But now, because of these signs that show we're this close to the tribulation, the coming of the Lord, when we return with him from heaven, having already been raptured, we see that we're this close to it. That we now, like no other generation, can say not only could the rapture happen any moment, but that it's going to happen soon. Hallelujah. It's going to happen soon. So what can we do? Well, as much as this chaos continues to increase, as much as things go crazy, it doesn't have to happen to you and me. What do I mean? Because we can find the one who calms the sea.
who calms the storm. Hallelujah in our hearts and in our lives. Watch therefore and be ready. In Matthew chapter 24, our Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready. We don't know the hour or the day our Lord is coming. And then he introduces the good and faithful servant of Matthew 24 and then in Matthew 25. This program is designed to make faithful disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear those words from him. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The message is spreading all over the world as this program now goes into 200 countries and 200 million homes, reminding everyone who watches to watch therefore and be ready. Many who believe in Messiah Jesus understand what the Bible says about blessing Israel, that the Lord says, I will bless those who bless you. We've learned that blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus is one of the best ways to bless Israel. Our co-founding partner of blessing Israeli believers, John McTurnan and I founded this ministry with the mission statement that we exist to uniquely bless and empower Israeli followers of Messiah Jesus to be the shining light to Israel and the nations of the world. You can join with us in blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. The Bible teaches in Romans 1.16 that the gospel message is to the Jew first and then the Gentile. We have our blessing Israeli believers ministry and then our ministry to the nations poured out for the nations. We take the gospel, discipleship, ministry to orphans and widows into Africa and in many countries as well. We have a church plant in Texas. There's so much the Lord is doing with our ministry as we, like the Apostle Paul, are being poured out for the nations of the world. You can partner with us in praying and giving and going on special mission trips to Africa and you too can be poured out for the nations. We encourage everyone who's watching to sign up for our monthly newsletters for blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. And if you wanna participate in prayer and giving, which I'll talk about in a moment, you can see what you're sowing into in those monthly newsletters. For example, we have a special missions outreach to Rwanda, September, 2019. We're gonna explain what's going on on that trip and how you can participate. So we encourage everyone to sign up for our newsletters. They come monthly, blessing Israeli believers, poured out for the nations. This will help you join with us to watch therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, the Watch Therefore Media, blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations ministries costs a lot of money. And I certainly can't do this alone, but that's okay because my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And before I talk more about finances, let me say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior yet, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would receive Him as Lord and Savior and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we believe the Watch Therefore ministry is a great place for you to participate. We can watch therefore together and be ready. I'm so excited to announce the release of my new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. In an increasingly cursed world that's shaking its fist in God's face, the blessings of the Lord are still available to His people who follow Him, which you'll find in my new book. And for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you'll get our new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. Just make sure you put in the notes section online 
or on your check, new book, and we'll get that out to you right away. And together, we'll be blessed as we walk in the ways of the Lord. We're finishing up. This is our last teaching in Colossians chapter 4 in the New Testament. And I'm so thankful that Paul the Apostle told the Thessalonian believers in Messiah Jesus that the Word of God effectively works in us. All the way up to the very end, this book of Colossians is very powerful and can be impacting and relevant for our lives today. The last two verses of the book of Colossians, chapter 4, And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. The salutation by my own hand, Paul, remember my chains. Grace be with you. Amen. And so Archippus is told he has a ministry, a ministry to the Lord, our Savior, Messiah Jesus, and a ministry to people. And each one of us who have been saved by Messiah Jesus, contrary to common practice in much of what is called church today, each one of us has a ministry, a ministry in the body of Christ and a ministry in the world. And, and, and our ministry, you know, like you've heard that snowflakes, there's not one that is alike. They're all different. Each one of us has an individual ministry. At the same time, there are certain things we are all called to do. We all have the same ministry in some regards in Messiah Jesus. And I'm going to introduce two of those today in the short time that we have. I'm just going to introduce two of them, a ministry we all have in Messiah Jesus. The first one I want to look at with you is in uh, the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and the first verse of chapter 4. Let's go there. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Excuse me. Hallelujah. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. You see, we all have this ministry of doing what? Beholding. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and thus being transformed more into His image, growing in His grace. Less of me, more of Him. And so I'm going to share a, a, a simple analogy. Have you ever been outside and looked up into the sky on a night where there's a full moon and you see how it shines? But the reason it shines is it's reflecting the glory of the sun and that's what we should do we should shine like the moon we should reflect the glory of the only begotten son of god our savior jesus christ messiah yeshua yes and so how do we do that well we have to slow down we have to take time and we have to be very intentional about seeking the lord he says if you seek with seek me with all of your heart I will be found by you. We seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. And then other things that we need in life will be added to us. We, we acknowledge those things are secondary. The most important thing is the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right? And, and as we do that, then we can love our neighbor as ourselves. So we behold the glory of the Lord. We, re, we receive his grace 
to, to, to know Him and to abide in Him and to walk closer with Him. We stay filled with His Spirit that way. We read His Word. We, st- we spend time in prayer. We deny things that are ungodly and br- embrace things that are godly. We, we learn to hate what He hates and to love what He loves. Yes? And, and so that's our ministry. It's a ministry that we all share. And what about you? Are you doing that? Are you beholding as in a mirror reflection, the reflection of the glory of the Lord that is changing you more into His image? That's one. And the other one I want to look at with you is in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. But first, before I read it, let me say this. If you would, where you're sitting there, participate with me. And every time you hear the words, we or us, would you say out loud, we or us? Okay, here we go. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You see, we were all separated from God the Father because of our sins. And he sent this wonderful bridge, this drawbridge, Messiah Jesus, who came and laid down his life for our sins to reconcile us to God the Father. And so now we have been given the message the gospel of Jesus Christ, which you saw in here, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is our Savior Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and rising again. And, and that we need to repent, turn away from our sins and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is our message and this is our ministry. We all are to be sharing the gospel. And there is this terrible myth that has spread through the church down through the decades that somehow the evangelist and the pastor and special holy people, uh, not me certainly, are responsible to share the gospel with the lost. No, no, no. No, every one of us who are born again have this ministry of reconciliation. But most statistics show who, who profess Jesus as Lord and Savior do not walk in this ministry, do not share his gospel. So what we need to do is very quickly repent, change our heart and mind about this, and say, hey, this is my responsibility. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And the Lord's giving me opportunities all the time. So what are these two ministries as a review? One is beholding the face of Messiah Jesus, seeking after the Lord and His reflection shining through us and changing us into His image on a regularly, growing in His grace. And the second one is the ministry of of reconciliation. We are to be gospel sharers, reconciling lost sinners, doomed and on their way to an eternal destruction in the lake of fire, just like we were. We're to reconcile them to the Lord and through our Lord Jesus to our Father in heaven, that they would be with us, with the Lord and with our Heavenly Father for eternity. Amen? Amen. Now, the other thing I wanted to share with you from Colossians as we, as we close out this book in, in uh, chapter 4 is this salutation by Paul's hand to remember his chains. The salutation by my own hand, Paul, remember my chains. Grace be with you. Amen. 
And, and so we have this instruction that we see in other places to remember those who are being persecuted for the sake of the Savior. Look with me at chapter uh, 13 of Hebrews. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated since you yourselves are in the body also. Think of this. There are concentration camps and there are prisons where our brothers and sisters of Messiah Jesus, they're in these places because of their faith in Messiah Jesus. One of the largest concentration camp networks in the world is in North Korea. And our brothers and sisters are housed there and treated unimaginably and have been for many decades. And so what I do and what uh, I teach people to do is to remember them uh, through the week, through the month, at different times. I pray for those brothers and sisters in North Korea, in China, and, um, and uh, uh, militant Muslim countries and other places where our brothers and sisters in Messiah Jesus are being persecuted terribly for the gospel, we should remember them and we should pray for them regularly. They should be on our heart. We should be thinking, what if this was me? What if this was my children being treated this way? Wouldn't I want others praying for me? So that's something else that we hear from the word of God that we should do. And then Paul ends the letter with grace, grace. The grace and peace of the Lord is to be with us. And, and we're going to need His grace and peace more than ever in this hour. Have you received His grace? We're saved by grace through faith. What does this mean? That we receive God's goodness that we don't deserve the moment we put our faith in Messiah Jesus and we're forgiven for our sins. Has that happened to you? Have you truly received His grace? Have you been born from above? And if so, maybe you could begin to pray now as I share the gospel for others who have not yet been saved. Because Jesus the Lord left his throne in heaven, came and lived as a sinless man on this earth so that he would be qualified to take our sins upon himself. The innocent died to pay for the guilty. And, and when his innocent, precious blood spilled down that cross, he was paying for your sins and mine. Every time we've lied, cursed God's name, stolen, lusted, and, and many other things. And he rose from the grave on the third day. Oh, hallelujah. And he has the power to forgive sin. So if you put your faith in him, grace through faith, you turn away from your sins, you begin to acknowledge in your heart, my sins are killing me. I want to begin to turn away from that. I want to live a new life in faith in Messiah Jesus. I want to live a life that honors my Father in heaven. Oh, Father, forgive, heal, and bless, and raise up today amongst those who are crying out to you. The Bible says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon his name now to forgive you and put your faith in him and receive his forgiving grace. And if you've done that, there's information at the bottom of the screen. Contact us. We'll send you a brochure to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. And remember to watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. 
We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-